When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With us today is uh, Greg Kelly. Greg, where the heck are you? How are you? Uh, happy July 4th. Uh, I wish I was on the beach, but uh, I'm in the heart of New York City, just a few blocks from the station. <laughs> but uh, good morning, John, and happy 4th of July. Well, thank you. I, I saw your dad on uh, and your mom Saturday night at uh, Lolly Weymouth's party, and uh, she had a great party, and they, they seemed like they were having a good time. Well, that's wonderful. It is quite the event. And, uh, you know, you don't see too many people coming together and acknowledging America. It's just somehow not cool anymore. You know, I I realized, John, I haven't heard that song by Bruce Springsteen that you just played in maybe 25 years. Holy cow, where you been? Oh, I forgot you were in Iraq and Afghanistan or something. I mean, you know, you you were in the uh, uh, you were a pilot in the Marine Corps, and uh, that's right. And it's Independence Today uh, today, and uh, tell us how you feel. And w- along with Frank Morano and uh, and uh, uh, Dominic Carter, we talked about is this World War Three happening right now in a different way where our system is under attack, and I want to hear from you. Well, it's under attack from within. Uh, This is a very strange time. You know, I love America. I love uh, our people. I love our Constitution. I love um, parts of our culture. (laughs) But it seems like a good chunk of our country does not. They're ashamed of the things they should be proud of. So that is akin to an attack. And I don't know how it's all going to end. I mean, I am optimistic. I think the the good will prevail. I am astonished and saddened that so many think that what makes America great is somehow what makes America bad. And you see it from the left. You see it in the 1619 project. You see it in the in the questioning of law enforcement and military constantly. Uh, You now see a country where people are judged uh, based on what they look like. And that's so, so not who we are. The question is, who is is somebody paying these people? Is this an orchestra actually happening and I, I fear because our borders are under attack. We got drugs being filtered in through our borders, our legal system, our education system. We are under attack in so many directions. And it seems like some of it is orchestrated. And that's what I'm concerned about. And you're a military guy. I mean, you were up there, uh, in those fighter jets and, uh, uh, and you had to, hey, you had to look around and make sure nobody's coming at you. There's somebody coming at us, and we don't even know it. Well, look, I mean, the name you hear a lot these days is George Soros. 
However, this is this is big. This is bigger and wider than him. Yes, absolutely. I, mean, I, know, I know he's got a lot of money, and I, I just don't think one man with uh, financial providing financial incentives to people can can make this happen. I just don't think it's 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 one person. And there are people who are receptive to this message. Part of it was the COVID. Part of it was, is the, quite frankly, the cell phone. A lot of it is uh, marijuana, which has been years in the making. Everybody's high all the time. A lot of it's pornography. A lot of it's Netflix. A lot of it is, you know, a lot of it, John, might be boredom. You know, people want to uh, jumpstart their lives, and they're doing it in a very negative way. And one thing that's very important is the absence of God, that somehow God and uh, the church. And our churches, our religion and our churches are under attack. I mean, why Why is the Democratic Party making God the enemy? That is baffling. But even more, look, I'm friends with this guy. His name is John Metaxas, and he's a very interesting guy. He's a conservative. He's uh, friends with Dinesh Souza. He's, he's all over the place in conservative media. And I asked him a very similar question a few months ago, and he said, you know, I'll get to that in a moment. But first, let's think of it this way, Greg. And he said, if you and I embraced our faith and spoke about it openly and what it's done for us and what it can do for others, not in an obnoxious way, but in a truthful way, the left would not stand a chance. You know, for a long time, I was going to church because I felt that it was under attack. And I wanted to stick up for an institution that was under attack, but I wasn't. I wasn't going when it wasn't under attack, you know, and I all I can say is I've grown in my faith. And I think if more people focus on the good that religion provides the left, they would be that that attack would be canceled out in two, two minutes. They couldn't they would not stand a chance if we had more believers who are unafraid to speak about their faith. Does that make sense? It makes 100% sense, and, and people have to stand up and say enough is enough. And, and it, it's going on in our city uh, because our common-sense Democrats, and, and your father was a Democrat all his life, and common-sense Democrats and common sense uh, in the Assembly and in the State Senate, why the common-sense Democrats afraid to stand up and, and, and against the the woke culture, and, well, and know what? Wait, wait, and we know what I said. Me and David Patterson, we we were together all day on uh, on uh, Saturday. Uh, we had breakfast together for the Scaramucci breakfast, and we had dinner together at the uh, uh, at Lolly's uh, uh, birthday party, and uh, we were talking about AOC. AOC, the rise and fall of AOC, and she lost seven of the nine people that that she endorsed. Why is the state Senate, the common sense Democrats and the common sense Republicans, scared crapless of, of these people? David, uh, David Patterson's a great man. I just don't think there are many people like him. I mean, there's not a common sense Democrat. I mean, that really is uh, an oxymoron, if you will. Well, I just yeah, it's, I, yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, look, I, I, one thing is interesting. My father, uh, you know, we haven't really talked about his party affiliation. I know the last thing I know, he was a registered independent. You know, he thought about running for mayor before. People really wanted to should have. for mayor. 
Well, now we see more than ever before. Blumberg with Christine Quinn instead of your dad. Blumberg was wrong. He was. Uh, see, nobody talks yeah. about that. I'll talk about it. <laughs> well, we are where we are. And uh, listen, if we, if we get a, there are people out there who are still optimistic about Eric Adams. I am not one of them. He is. Uh, I am not impressed. I did not expect much. And uh, I'm not uh, that uh, my expectations. Well, he's living up to my expectations. Just regarding AOC, I do think that people are so afraid, especially Democrats, and especially, forgive me, I mean, people now suddenly conscious of race in the most unhealthy way, calling people out, calling a woman who happens to get upset, uh, you know, at a, at a grocery store, taking out the video and calling her a Karen. I mean, this is insanity. This is not who we are. It's not who we should be. Um, but there's a very strange thing. People are more afraid of being called out as a racist. And they that they want to actually get something done, and now we have made the word racist. And you know, before two years ago, being a racist was a horrible thing. Now it's akin to be called a jerk. Somebody disagrees with you. It's the new jerk. I mean, jerk was a terrible, not a terrible word. Lots of jerks out there. You could be a jerk for a day. You may. Oh, I was a jerk when I said that. We have totally kind of diminished the word racist it's it, anyone who disagrees with anyone gets labeled a racist so the culture is well insane. you know something i don't give a crap what they call me because i know who i am i know who, who, what i do and you know they're like they're like bullies in the old schoolyard they were bullies until you punched them in the mouth back and then like that, they, and then they ran away well, these people calling you names, they're just the new type of bully. If you hit them right back, they they go away, uh, kid. See, what, you're what much younger than me. I can call you kid. <laughs> we, some people learn that from Trump, and quite frankly, his, his hit him back strategy, I think, is effective. You know, you say it's like the schoolyard. It is. It's also a little bit like the high school cafeteria with the cool kids and people sitting at certain tables. And, uh, you know, that reminds me of AOC. Again, why is she why is she one of the most famous people in the world right now? Is it because she's getting things done in Congress? No. Is it because she's smart? No. Is she influential? Yes, but why is she influential? She's influential because she's pretty. She happens to be pretty. She's thin, and she's pretty, and she's got a big mouth. I remember that, uh, you know, Donna Shalala, that's not a name that everybody knows. I know Donna that. very well. She uh, She's a great lady, and uh, I, I knew her, and, uh, yeah, she lost well, the last she, race. Exactly. She gets to Congress at the, in the, at the same time as AOC. Donna Shalala is probably in her late 70s. She was – I agree, disagree with her on everything, but she was a, a, a president of a university. She was a cabinet secretary in like three different administrations. She's got a Ph.D. in everything. You know, she's a, a woman of accomplishment and substance. She had about four followers on um, Twitter. And on Instagram, nobody cared. She gets there. Nobody pays any attention to her. And she loses after two years. Uh, and it shows you where our head is 
as a country. This is a serious woman who has serious ideas and has gotten things done. They want show yeah. business. It's like it's this too guy. Too much like show it's, business. It's like this guy Yang. Hasn't done crap all his life, and they, and they, and he was like show walking around like he's uh, important. There's a big lesson there, actually, with Andrew Yang. Right? You know, he 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 made a great great big. I thought his first name was media. Yang. <laughs> oh come on, Andrew <laughs> Yang. He is a uh, he's a great guy. I actually like him, but I will tell you this: there's you can get two two. Um, too carried away with social media. That's it. Eric Adams Look, beat him. I'm he, sure he's Eric a nice Adams. guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Has a great personality. But you need leadership. You need people that when you say charge, people follow. Well, that's part of the equation. Leadership is what, what is what is leadership. I mean, look he. He led the so-called Yang Gang. Lots of people like to follow him on Twitter, but it was all a mirage. You know, to become the New York City mayor, you know, you got to be making deals in Brooklyn and the Bronx. You got to roll your sleeves up, and a lot of it is done behind the scenes. I am still, still astonished that Eric Adams pulled it off. And I know you've got a, a lines of communication open to him. I hope. You can straighten them out, uh, John. Because, I think uh, Eric wants to do the right job. He really wants to. You know what I said to Eric Adams? I said, uh, uh, you know, before he was mayor, I said, Eric, if you straighten out New York, the nation's mayors, the Democratic cities, the nation's mayors in those Democratic cities, I mean, San Francisco is is a dead zone. And, and Nancy Pelosi's there, too. It's a dead zone. I mean, what they're trying to do in Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, Cleveland, Chicago. I said, if you provide the leadership and and uh, people follow you and clean up New York. You know, we're missing 66 million tourists in New York, Greg. You know, before, before, uh, before uh, COVID, we had 66 million tourists. People want to be safe. And your dad did a great job. He's had 12 years of, of keeping our city safe. And we went to crap in, in, the, in the last few years. It's astonishing. It's really, it's sad. It was so artificial. Look, he may want to do the right thing. He does not know how, and he's not seeking help. He talks to you. I wish, though, John, quite frankly, you are. A million times more qualified to get things done, to make things happen. He likes to wear clothes and he likes to wear parties and he picks up the phone. He says, yeah, I want to I want to make the city a better place. Well, who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't? But how do you actually do that? How do you get it done? And this is where he's lost. Quite frankly, uh, he's got such an ego on him. He thinks he's uh, pretty amazing. It goes back. He's. Yeah, finish your finish your sentence. Well, he's, just, he's too proud to ask for help. I mean, real help. I mean, to bring in real experts who can get the job done, and also to step aside and let them do it. You know, I noticed something. When's the last time you saw the police commissioner on TV? I mean, uh, she seems like a fine, capable person. Yet she's, from what I'm hearing, she's not allowed to do the job. She's a fine, capable person, but she's got to be given the ability to do the job. You know what it comes down to again? It comes back to, down to the state senate and the state assembly. You know what? I had the police commissioner 
uh, Sewell on my uh, show. And I keep, I owe her royalties for all the times I repeat this. There's 3,000 violent criminals in the streets of New York. 3,000 violent criminals have been indicted five times, 10 times, 15 times. If we took those 3,000 criminals and your dad agrees off the streets and put them back to where they belong, you know, civil, there's eight and a half million civilized New Yorkers. They deserve to be safe. Take away those 3,000 violent criminals, not the person that stole a loaf of bread, violent criminals, put them away, and New York will go back to normal. That's what it comes down to, Greg. I like it, and it sounds so manageable. It sounds so doable. Uh, getting it done is tough, and I think, though, it goes beyond what's happening in uh, Albany. You know, you got to use these resources effectively. And after 2020, police, understandably, <laughs> you know, they do. They look at you the wrong way. It's it's national news. They look well, at you the wrong that's way. That's a lot of crap, and and that's why WABC, our number one thing, we tell the truth. When 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 reporters say, "Boss, what do I do?" I said, "Just tell the truth," and that's what it is. you know. But Greg Kelly. Thank you for coming on. Have a great uh, day with your family. And uh, God bless you and God bless America. Happy Fourth of July. God bless you, John. And many, many thanks to you and Margot and the entire team there at WABC. Thank you. Well, thank you so much.